This episode of DCR is brought to you by World Anvil, an award-winning website offering a wealth of tools for building your next great adventure. This is Daniel. And this is Krebs. This is Alton. And I am Matai. And you're listening to Dungeon Crawlers Radio, the greatest geek podcast out there. Well, hello, Dungeon Crawlers. We are here once again with author Mary Flint, who's got some great books to tell us about. Mary, tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself first. Hello, uh, I'm Mary Flint. I'm 23, and I am from the Corpus Christi area of Texas. It's right on the coast. Um, I have been a book lover and a story lover my entire life. Um, but when I was 15, I decided I wanted to tell my own stories, and so that's when I started writing. Um, I published my first book when I was 17, and now I'm almost done with my third. Wow. That's amazing. That is. That is impressive. So tell us about these books. Um, So the Red Star series takes place on a dead planet called Rendaria, and everyone lives in an underground city that is divided into 10 different levels. And whichever level you're born on determines what kind of job you get to have, your opportunities, and your status. Um, the story follows two main characters. There's 17-year-old Edric Solon, who is born on level five, so he's an artist. But his father was an important military officer. And after he dies, Edric's and his older brother, Jai, join the military themselves to try and salvage their family's standing. Then there's 15-year-old Andresha, Canway. We don't know what level she's from yet, but she's in a resistance trying to overthrow the government. So they get forced together, and they have to decide if they love their people enough to overcome their differences and save them. Wow, sounds interesting. So you've, you've been working at this for a while, and uh, I see that there's an award on your poster here. Tell our listeners about that. Um, so I have received the Author to Watch Award from the Author Ready Author Training Program. Um, it's a seal of quality for my books. Um, so the story, they're put together nicely. So when you see that award on a book, you know that it is a quality book. That's awesome. Wow, congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. So I'm assuming, you, know, you mentioned it's a dead world, so we know it's not Earth, but you, it says Red Star. So I'm assuming there's a red sun that this planet is possibly orbiting. Is that correct? Or am I wrong? The red star is actually not the sun. It's they not. They cannot oh. see their sun. Okay. I like that. Um, the red star is... Uh, so it's called the Star of Rendaria. Okay. And so the government, their symbol is a blue Star of Rendaria. Oh, interesting. But the symbol of the resistance is it's the red, red star. Okay. I like that. I like that. See, I made an assumption and I was totally wrong, and it makes and your explanation is even better than my yeah, assumption. That's a whole new dimension to it, red state versus blue state. Yes, it does. Oh. <laughs> uh, there's actually a deeper meaning to the red star, but that doesn't get revealed until book three. That's okay. We you'll don't want to. You have to read then find out. This yes. is a Brendan Sanderson conference. That's an appropriate yes. uh, sentence, I think. Secret so, secrets. So. <laughs> You mentioned you started writing at 17, which is not something most people do. You know, most people get into it later on. What was the, you know, the trigger, the the thing that made you say, I'm a 17-year-old and I'm going to write a book? Because most don't. Except for Christopher Paolini, but he's the exception. (laughs) And you, apparently. Yes. I actually got to meet him yesterday. That's awesome. Um, So I 
As I said before, I, I love stories. Mm -hmm. um, stories were the best way to get my attention, even as a little kid. And I had the first kind of inklings for this story when I was eight years old. Okay. And I've been kind of building on it in my head ever since. Um, but when I was 15, um, I had one of my brothers started writing. And it was really good. I really liked it. And I decided, you know, he didn't, like, he didn't take a class. He didn't have to do anything special to do this. Um, so, and I loved Aragon. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know what? Christopher Fowley needed it. I think I can do it. And so I opened my little computer. I opened up Word. And I started. Nice. So uh, I'm going to ask you a quick question. And this may cause problems between you and the brother, but does he have the, you know, the author to watch logo on his book too? Sorry, which author? No, your brother. Oh. Since he um, was writing stuff, he does not, he have it? He's not published anything yet. Oh, yes. see. That, you know, that's one thing to say at Thanksgiving dinner. He's not sure dinner. if he wants to yet. But. S sibling rivalry yeah, is right alive there. and well. So, you know, hey, you, why don't you have that symbol, you know, that stamp of approval on your books? That's awesome. Um, go ahead with your question. You were going to throw out another one. We're going to have to edit this part. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward silence. Reviewer. No, you're fine. <laughs> uh, well, I've been asking all the authors here, what what brings you to Dragonsteel today? Is this your first time at this convention? Why'd you pick this one? So it is my first time at this convention. Mm -hmm. um, this is actually my second like big convention I've okay. done. <laughs> um, and I love Brandon Sanderson's works. You're here. Um, here. Yes. I, I'm a little bit new to Brandon Sanderson, but okay. uh, my siblings got me on the train. Um, but... I figured because Brandon writes the same genres I do, um, and a it would just be really cool to come to Dragon so uh, Dragon Steel, and two, I figured there'd probably be a lot of sci-fi and fantasy readers here. Very so as choice. a new and young author, what does it mean to you to be here at this convention, sponsored by an author like Brandon Sanderson? Like. I told you before, I, I met Christopher Paolini yesterday, and I know he's here. Um, and, like, my pipe dream as a kid was to be able to not only meet Christopher Paolini, but to, like, 15-year-old me would be freaking out to know <laughs> that I am at the same event with my own books that Christopher Paolini and uh, Brandon Sanderson are at. And um, you met him. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, folks. That's amazing. So, check out this book. It has a great premise, great story, and helps support Mary in writing more, I mean, continuing this series, but also writing other series. Uh, it's always great to, uh, you know, help out an author by buying their books and putting up great reviews. And it, so, continue to help her out, and we'll catch you soon. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you've heard Daniel talk about World Anvil. I tried it myself, and holy moly, kids, World Anvil is designed to help you lay out the master plan for your campaign or the entire plot for your novel. The suite of features is immense, but the excellent tutorials and resources help me get rolling in no time. If you have a campaign or story idea that is begging to be unleashed, give World Anvil a try. And you can use the code DCR40 to get a whopping 40% off today. Go right Right now to worldanvil.com and try out an award-winning world-building suite of tools that are totally epic and don't suck.
Okay, everyone, welcome to another episode where we have some amazing authors that we're interviewing here at Dragon Still. We have authors Blake and Raven Penn. That is not a pen name. <laughs> you stole my thunder. I know <laughs> I did. Um, but no, uh, so no joke. We came up, we asked for an interview, and they just got bombarded with people that want this book. So pay attention. You need to buy this book. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start off with uh, with an introduction of you yes. guys. How did you decide to get into writing these books? Yeah, so we actually, like about a month after we got married, we were talking about how each of us as kids were like always wanting to write books. We had like pages and pages worth of old Google Docs that we had just had stories on. And we were like, what if we like really did it and we did it together? So we brainstormed a magic system all night and then it kind of just steamrolled until we were like, you know what? We want to do this. And what was really cool is we were both um, screenwriters, playwriters. Mm -hmm. that, that's what we studied at BYU was writing. And so we were able to take that and take Brandon Sanderson's courses that he's nice. put out online on YouTube yeah. and apply all of that to be able to make it actual written content. And then we got lucky and knew enough authors to send them our first drafts and find out how bad it was so that we could then rewrite everything. <laughs> Isn't that so much fun? Yeah. Uh, when they like, so I don't know if you're supposed to have it this way. But if it was, great. If not, oh, exactly. start and, over. And it was cool because they were able to help us. Like, Not only were they able to tell us it was bad, but they were able to give us good enough feedback yes. that we were able to make it really, really good in the end. Yeah, exactly. Because originally we tried to kind of write books separately that were in the same series. But then we realized everything that I wrote, I, Raven, wrote, was uh, it, it was really fun to read, but it didn't really make sense. Mm -hmm. But then everything that Blake wrote... It was like a little bit dense to get through, but it made a lot of sense and the world building was on point. And so I was writing world building dictionaries. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so together we finally just scrapped it all and then just did them all completely together. And that's when the magic kind of like chocolate happened. and peanut butter. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so basically you're saying he's really heavy, sinks to the bottom, you're very light, and then combine you meet exactly. in the middle. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that kind of actually ties into our magic system because it's all personality based, and so we're okay. able to like communicate using our magic system like word wordage. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So, I'm seeing two books right now. You've been talking about a third book is on the way. Mm -hmm. So, and of course, every book has dragon in the word, uh, you know, in the title. Yeah. And for those of you that don't know that we like dragons, then you <laughs> have to look at our logo. Yes. Look at the logo. <laughs> so what? part of the story combines the dragon element. Ooh, ooh, everything everything's a dragon in our world kind of. Everything. So so that's kind of the fun part. We've got Dracolope, we've got dracoons, we've got Aldracas. Everything is dragon based in our whole land cuz it's as if the land just got infused with draconic energy. You know how in Avatar the Last Airbender all the animals are like combinations of different yes. things? Yes. In ours, it's like that but it's all dragons. <laughs> so um, our main character Asher of Steelrim he has a wyvern that he rides, a okay. wood-weaving wyvern um, that he flies around on. Um, it's a fascinating world. They all have, like, magi have ether okay. in their souls. It powers their magic. And what happens is dragons want to eat that. Okay. So they want to eat every magi. So magi aren't allowed to stay in towns because they draw the dragons to attack. Nice. So this ties in in a lot of different ways throughout our book. Um, following a dragon rider, following how like when they bond with a dragon, they like scratch off their heart scale and give it to the person. But that heart scale can kind of be used against them if someone else gets a hold of it. So nice. um, all of those tie through. We've got 
a fun setup with our dragons as well. We have true dragons, which are what you'd think of with like four legs and wings. Yeah. But then you have drakes, which are wingless, wyverns that have wings and legs, and then Evren, a new kind of dragon we've made up that have just four wings. So first off, I'm going to say thank you for actually having true dragons <laughs> that have four legs and wings. I hate Hollywood dragons that make them wyverns. It's just know. annoying. Don't default Somebody to that. That's a different thing. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Yes, thank you so yes. much. Yes, courtesy of Blake and his world building. <laughs> yes. So, okay, before you jump on and move forward, so you said dragon pout? Alpaca, like an alpaca, an alpaca, yeah, it's a dragon alpaca. So, <laughs> what happens when they spit? I mean, literally, it's a little fiery, small amount of fire, it's a little bit, just a little bit, just a little spit of dragon fire there. All right. I would not want to be around that animal. You bottle We've that salad as hot sauce. I mean, have you seen the hot sauce, hot sauce oh. challenges? Oh, uh, speaking of hot sauce, we have Dracula in our world, which is Dracula <laughs> with a little spot of dragon's blood in there. Okay. Oh my word. Yes. Well, you know what they say. Tequila won't change your life, but it's worth a shot. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. You got it in there. Yes, you did. So this is a fantastic series, and I like your guys' energy about it and excitement about it. Uh, you know, and it's even more amazing because you are a married couple that is riding together. Yeah. Now, I have a question. Has there ever been a time... When the two of you are just like, uh-uh, I don't like your idea. And you're just like, I don't care. It's going in. Oh, no. We've never fought once right. when writing this book. Well, 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 let me tell you. Our biggest fights in our marriage have literally been over a wall in book two. <laughs> like... A wall. He's, a wall. He's like, we got to use this wall in combat. And I'm like, but we already wrote the scene and it's so good. And they're just standing. He's like, no, they're not standing in front of the wall. They would use it. it there was like a couple weeks of silence. There, there was weeks. an outpost that had a wall that they weren't using during a defensive fight. I'm like, why would they even have the wall? It's exactly. there. We have to you use have it. You have to use the wall. Because the scene was awesome as it was. <laughs> and now it's even more awesome. <laughs> so we were able to work our way through it because what we found is if we play to both our strengths, mm -hmm. we end up with a way better book in the end. Nice. Yeah, because Raven will write things that are just amazing. And if it doesn't make sense, I come in and make it make sense. Mm -hmm. And and it was really hard for a while when we didn't really understand each other's strengths. Yeah. So uh, he would write this whole big section, and then he would come through again after I'd been through it, and he'd be like, why did you cut everything? Do you hate me or something? I'm like, no, no, no. It just And I wasn't able to articulate why I'd cut it all. Yeah. But now that we kind of understand each other's strengths and weaknesses, we're able to say, okay, what did you like about that? So how do we keep that element while making it work for the story? Yeah. It's really good. No, it's amazing. That is honestly amazing. Do you have a question? Yeah. So I've been asking all the authors to go through here. What brings you to Dragonsteel today? Because it's Dragonsteel. Is that not sufficient? <laughs> it has <laughs> no, been we've got, we've got dragon this awesome dragon book, and we, we love Sanderson, and we actually, like, our tone is very similar to a lot of his books in a lot of ways. And so we're like, where are we going to find people the right match for our books? It's going to be here. Yeah. And, and the way that we've kind of described our book to people is that it's like, if you had a Venn diagram mm -hmm. of Aragon, Mistborn, and Avatar the Last Airbender, Dragon Thief's right in the middle of those. Nice. <laughs> and so when we had Dragonsteel happening, Sanderson's Con, with Christopher Paolini here to do a signing, we're like, that's exactly oh, the audience word. we're looking yes. for. Yeah. Yes. Where's, where's Jim Cameron? Is he around here too? Yeah. Get, get the whole trifecta. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, folks. 
So where can they find your book? Since they're not, our listeners aren't here. Yeah. Uh, where can they find your books and you guys? So um, skystonechronicles.com has links to everything that we've made. Um, they can find us at Skystone Chronicles on, I think, Instagram. all social media. Yeah, all social media is just all at Skystone Chronicles. Okay. So, and then uh, all our books are available on Amazon and Audible. Okay. Yeah. That awesome. Is amazing. Thank okay. you guys so much. So folks, go pick up these a copy because well they have dragons in them everything is apparently dragons yeah. and apparently magi are sushi uh you know because who doesn't love sushi but anyways uh go pick up a copy support these guys because this looks like a fantastic book and unfortunately i'm gonna have to buy some we'll catch you next time thank you guys yeah, thank you remember the force will be with you always Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you like this episode, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you find us.